0: from the rule of our Holy Father St. Benedict in the prologue continued. And the Lord seeking his own workmen in the multitude of the people to whom he thus crieth out saith again Who is the man that will have life and desireth to see good days? And if thou, hearing him, answer, I am he, God saith to thee, If thou wilt have true and everlasting life, keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips, that they speak no guile. Turn from evil, and do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And when you have done these things, my eyes will be upon you, and my ears will be open to your prayers. And before you call upon me, I will say unto you, Behold, I am here. What can be sweeter to us, dearest brethren, Phrase in the mouth of God in Genesis 3. God searching for Adam. God saying, Ooh, yes. So Saint Benedict shows us God in search of man before he shows us man in search of God. Saint Benedict will insist on the priority of divine grace throughout the Holy Rule, even to the very last page. Today's section of the prologue opens with an image taken from the parable of the householder. The kingdom of heaven is like to a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. The householder is none other than our Lord himself. God come out in search of man, even as he did after the fall in the garden. And when they Like wisdom, in the book of Proverbs, he cries out, Doth not wisdom cry aloud, And prudence put forth her voice. Standing in the top of the highest places by the way, In the midst of the paths, Before the gates of the city, In the very doors she speaketh, saying, O ye men, to you I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. One already recognizes in wisdom the person of the word to do with the monastic vocation. Christ, the divine householder, and that term in reference to Christ, householder, is very important because St. Benedict presents the monastery as the household of God. Christ, the divine householder, in seeking his workmen, appeals to the deepest desires of every human heart. Who is the man that will have life and desireth to see good days? Life and happiness. Even the humanists, guided only by the light of natural law, have to admit that man carries within himself the desire for life and for happiness. In his humility, in his exquisite respect for human freedom, God waits for the answer freely given. Ago. St. Benedict just uses that one word. That's the answer. God cries out, Who is the man that will have life and desireth to see good days? And St. Benedict's little man says, Eagle. Here am I. I am thy man. Take thou me. Choose me. Here, is the great cry of the Sushipe that will mark the profession of the monk in chapter fifty-eight. Let the novice himself immediately begin this verse sushi pene domine and the rest. Take thou me unto thyself, O Lord. translated variously, but I find the most adequate rendering of it to be, Take thou me unto thyself, O Lord, according to thy word, and I shall live, and let me not be confounded in my expectation, and this verse let the whole community thrice repeat, adding thereto, Gloria Patri, chapter 58. God proposes a response to his initiative in the form of a covenant. God goes out in search of a workman, operarius. true and everlasting life. This is what you need to do. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips that they speak no guile. We have here the old tradition that teaches us that perfection of life begins with the control of the rudder. and The rudder is the tongue control the rudder you can control the whole vessel if you can't control the rudder you lose control of the whole vessel to pursue it this response to the initial grace offered disposes a man to receive yet another grace this one surpassing all that one could have asked for or imagined the promise of the divine friendship of intimacy with God and when things, when you have shown me that you're serious about responding to my invitation, that's what this means, my eyes will be upon you. It's a very interesting reversal of what we usually think. The monk striving to keep his eyes fixed on God says God, will be upon you. And my ears will be open to your prayers. This is very interesting because the first word of the Prolog, Ausculta Ophili, shows the monk opening his ears to the instruction of the Master. And here, in just few, uh, just a few lines later, we see God opening his ears to the prayer of the monk, and my ears will be open to your prayers, and before you call on me, as I said that St. Benedict inscribes. scribes St. Benedict himself is moved by the accents of the divine response. Quid dulcius nobis? Quid dulcius nobis? What can be sweeter to us? It's almost not characteristic of St. Benedict to let go with such a phrase. Quid dulcius nobis? But he can't hold it back here. What can be sweeter to us, dearest brethren, than this voice of? step 3. Uh, throw light on this section of the prologue. Adjuvante Cristo perfice, with Christ helping thou shalt carry through. Deo protegente pervenies, under God's protection thou shalt arrive. For us, Benedictine monks of perpetual adoration, the last phrase of this section of the prologue holds of particular significance. Behold, I am here. We seem to hear this have in the thirteenth chapter of Deuteronomy a prophecy nonetheless of the nearness of the word. This commandment that I command thee this day is not above thee, nor far off from thee, nor is it in heaven that thou shouldst say, which of us can go up to heaven to bring it unto us? And we may hear and fulfill it in work. nor is it beyond the sea, that thou mayst excuse thyself, and say, Which of us can cross the sea, and bring it unto us, that we may hear and do that which is commanded. But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth, and in thy heart, that thou mayst do it. Each one of us, then, is invited to make the experience of St. John is over. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, section, even, of the Prologue, and this is why there are monks who have spent uh, a lifetime pondering uh, the Prologue of the Holy Rule. There are scholars who tend to dissect it you